Why do we never get an answer when we're knocking at the door? With a thousand men in question about hating that and war. Cause when we stop and look around us, there ain't nothing that we need. In a world of persecution that is burning in its greed. The truth is hard to swallow It's what the war of love is for It's not the way that you say it When you do those things to me It's more the way that you mean it When you tell me what Stop, think about it You won't believe it's true That awful love you've been giving Has all been meant for you I'm looking for someone to change my life I'm looking for As a land I once lived in And she's waiting there for me But in the grey of the morning My mind becomes confused Between the dead and the sleeping And the road that I must choose I'm looking for someone to change my life
Podcast 230, and it is entitled Question Live in Caps. And what you just heard is um, Justin Hayward in a recent uh, pub, uh, uh, live recording of his uh, immortal classic from 1969 entitled Question. And I want to talk about it a little bit. By the way, did you notice the clapping, the spontaneous, amazing, propulsive, very male uh, clapping of the audience? That is almost entirely uh, men who are my age with their wives uh, and or girlfriends, but mostly their wives or alone, who are just completely reliving their youth. I mean, that is male propulsion of uh, 65-year-old, 70-year-old men who are absolutely back in their teens or 20s. And that accounts for the amazing um, uh, propulsion of that uh, live recording. Now, the uh, first account that I did in this new series has been uh, radically um, received. Uh, I can't tell you the amount of response, and I think the issue that uh, has been picked up is this um, observation that I expressed from my own experience of church life that uh, people are coming to church with enormous hopes, needs, aspirations, and pain and suffering and getting nothing. If anything, uh, going makes them worse, feel worse than if they hadn't gone at all. And this is because the church has allowed itself, and I speak of the mainstream churches now, I'm speaking of mainstream Protestant churches uh, the uh, churches have allowed themselves to become so completely co-opted by various passing and transient agendas and or kind of um, unbelievably secondary and tertiary community, quote, end of quote, activities. That is to say, you know, junior choir awards and that sort of thing and announcements, endless announcements of pointless activities that it's not that I'm criticizing them. It's that they are hiding their light under a bushel. And the bushel is the immortal word of God to suffering, uh, compulsive, insistently pained individuals who are looking for a hand and sustenance and help. On my blog the other day, um, the Tumblr blog, The Protestant Face of Anglicanism, I showed an ad from the 50s of a woman offering her husband as he's coming in the door after his commute, uh, very much a 50s picture, but a true picture of life. She's offering her husband with a loving, very sweet look on her face, and she's very pretty and well done up, and she's offering him some aspirin. I mean, she's giving him some aspirin. It's an ad bare aspirin from the 50s and it's brilliant you've got to see it because it it expresses in a kind of delightful manner uh, the desperate need we have to give us something to get by to get something to get by and so my friends one after another in the face of the insistent and at times seemingly and perhaps actually intransigently insuperable uh, defeats and oppositions of daily living and human individual life and relationships you go to get something you crawl on your 
your knees to get something in church, and you get uh, maxims without any illustrations, no psychological and or emotional connection with you, even though the affirmations themselves are rooted in a very profound truth. I am a Christian, and uh, yet um, I go week after week, and you almost give up. I mean, there are exceptions. There are exceptions. The reason I love Paula White, and there are many cultural elements there that are hard for uh, me to swallow. I have to take a very deep breath uh, to get the things that come along with her. But when she's actually on, she is speaking to me in my uh, most profound help me moment of life. That's why I like her. It has nothing to do with politics. Now, one of the uh, powers of this remarkable song that Justin Terry, um, I keep saying Justin Terry, he's my great uh, friend at Wycliffe Hall, Oxford. I'm talking about Justin Hayward. Justin Hayward, the um, legendary and still going strong uh, singer and writer of... um of uh, of the songs of the Moody Blues over 50 years. He is still going strong, and we'll hear more from him later. Um, this song from 69, when I first heard it in 1969, I said to myself, unconsciously, I was a kid, I was 18, but I said to myself unconsciously, this song is about something, because it starts out by an insistent um, uh, rhythm guitar line saying, uh, w- w- we need an answer. Why is there no answer to the problems of, of, of life and death and war and greed and he's looking for an answer and he's knock, knock, knocking to find an answer like everyone today is and we're sort of settling for uh, politics as being the answer whatever way we go and by the way uh, people I know are on such a, a war path about the current president that it is, it's not whether you're for him or against him uh, there are all sorts of things you can say uh, that are negative about our current president no matter where you stand all sorts of things, but the degree of hatred that old friends of mine are having and really physically violent things that are being stated on Facebook by otherwise very people you've known forever, they won't give you the time of day if they even don't believe for a second you don't share their murderous ambitions vis-a-vis a particular person, but it's all an abstraction and what, what the, the problem is you can just see it, it's, 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 this is need this is human need and human disappointment and human frustration and anger that has nowhere to go because it's lost any kind of solemnity or transcendence and so it goes into the political struggle which is simply a struggle of uh, the weaker and the stronger at different points of life and it's a passing away thing because it's on one day First you're up and then you're down, and it's true like in your life, you know? So what this song says, why do we never find an answer? Listen to it again, question by the Moody Blues. Why do we never find an answer? Justin Hayward. And then he switches it. It suddenly switches tone like bang. Like, well, actually... Bang! It's a it, it. You suddenly he drops you off the cliff of this powerful note with this synthesizer in the background. What is it called? A mellow or a mellotron or something? And you 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 get dropped. I love you, Lord, and answer a true love for to me, a land of dawn and tomorrow. He's looking for someone to change his life. I'm looking for a miracle in my life. He's looking for someone to change his life, a miracle in his life. And he understands that all of the uh, uh, failed um, and yet insistent attempts to find an answer to an abstract question, i.e., what is going on? 
on in this communitarian, let alone this individual or civil or uh, human world, what is going on? There is no answer to it that he can find, save that he's looking for someone to change his life. This is profundity. This is what the church is not talking about. The answers are not abstractions, whether they're conservative abstractions or liberal abstractions. And in the world I live in, I hear entirely liberal abstractions. Um, Quote, end of quote. Um, Fine, but they're abstractions. I go to church and I need a non-abstract, concrete engagement with the emotional raw edges of my uh, uh, unfulfilled hopes, uh, both in, in the, I'm not speaking for myself, I'm speaking generically, unfulfilled hopes for uh, profound love coming from an external source, deep imputation of my woundedness and my f- f- flaccidness and my selfishness and my self-preoccupation and my heedlessness and my insensitivity, insensitivity, my lack of awareness of those around me, even those I love the most. This is what I need help and engagement with. I need a word of love from outside. And that's why um, this song is more powerful than a trillion uh, sermons that I seem to have to put up with week after week. This man is talking about the real thing. I looking for someone to change my life. And that's why the Moody Blues, who are, by the way, sort of 25 to 30 percent lame over 50 years and uh, 70 to 75 percent inspired over 50 years, are such an interesting example. They really are inspired almost to the degree to which they are lame because uh, inspiration always comes in a package. And so you listen to Moody Blues songs and some of them are unbelievably over-the-top sentimental and people, you know, hate them. I happen to love them. But when they are good, and they are very, very frequently good, certainly a question in Days of Future Past with all the solemn voiceovers that we listened to back in 70 and 71 when I was really into that album. Uh, this is, uh, this is uh, uh, speaking to the real issues of love and belovedness and loneliness and lack of love. The reason I use romance comic frames from the 50s and 60s and even the 70s on my blog, The Protestant Face of Anglicanism, is because they capture in a way that is absolutely close to the bone, albeit with great humor, if you look at them. I mean, there's a humor to most of these romance comic frames, as they might be called, or pictures, is that the words and the captions and the lost and forlornness of the heroines and the heroes is just true. It's just the way people actually think. It's the way people really are. Now, that's how I want to end. Um, the uh, power of songs by the Moody Blues and by many others, the power of a whole number of resources, novels and plays and poems and other sorts of music and literature of various kinds and other forms of humane endeavor that you can think of and belle lettre you can think of. The power is that these, when they are good, like Dombey and Son, are talking about you and me as we really are so there's a, quote, resonance, end of quote. There is a, there is a sense of empathy in the music and in the lit. There is a, in the movie or the play, there's a sense of empathy. I feel understood. Dark at the Top of the Stairs by William Inge helps me to understand my attitude uh, about Mary and my attitude about life and my attitude about my children and my attitude about intimacy and relationship the, the, it, as deeply as a thousand sermons that I hear and ten trillion announcements about events that have nothing to do with my life. 
life, and the rector is only giving them because somebody, one person, is on his back. He is answering to one person who is completely at odds with the core of what the whole business is about. So whether it's social progressivism or trivial activities for a very small number, this is a joke. And the question by the Moody Blues is no joke. There is a... I've been reading the novels of Joyce Carey, and I'll talk about him another time, an Anglo-Irish writer who was on the cover of Time magazine, actually, in the 50s. He was a very highly regarded novelist and wrote a book called The Horse's Mouth, which was made into a much-loved movie with Alec Guinness. But the um, uh, Joyce Carey was writing about real things, and in his book, To Be a Pilgrim, which I've just finished, which is a mid-career novel about a, an English squire who's a devout Christian and yet has a couple of character flaws which are mighty and is in his early 70s and is really on the way out. His health is very bad, and he's really preparing to die. This man, this brilliant, this very gifted political Etonian living in Saltram House, the equivalent of Saltram House in the West Country with Robert Adam ceilings and all the sophistication and class in the world, and yet he is completely focused in his 70s about his fantasy idea that he's going to marry a a former serving woman who was a servant in his big house in the 20s and 30s, who's his age, and he's going to go to London and escape from the niece who sort of keeps him under lock and key for fear of losing her inheritance. And he's going to London and find this woman who's his own age and marry her instantly at the registry office. And this is all he can think about. This man in his 70s who knows everything and has read everything and knows everybody. And it's all I can think about. And you read it and say, well, that could never be me. Well, I'll tell you, it is. It's going to be you. Because all of us, whether we're young, old, black, white, gay, straight, you name the different aspects, we are all looking for love. And this man in his 70s, pathetically and in, in, in a failed manner, is um, he doesn't succeed. Uh, but there's something very, very real about it. We're talking about the reality of the enduring, unstoppable and undeniable desire for connection that starts the day we are born and ends, well, it never ends. And uh, that is the point. That's what people are really looking for. They're looking for empathy in their true struggles of life. And what we're doing in our churches, and I only speak for the churches because I know them, I see them, I visit them, I talk to them, I I hear them, I'm there. Uh, We are getting uh, like, uh, it's like a, a toupee They're sort of dealing with a toupee that I have on my head, but they never get inside my skull. Now, do you? I mean, do do you not want someone to get inside your skull? Isn't empathy the very meaning of it all? Well, that's all I wanted to say today in podcast 230 entitled Question Live, and we end with the Moody Blues original version of It's Up to You, which we'll hear Justin Hayward's acoustic version of it, which is fantastic uh, in the next cast, but It's Up to You has that kind of uh, sweet but slightly echoey distant harmony that the Moody Blues talk about, and it's about a man, Justin Hayward wrote this when he was like 22 or something, or 24. This song is also about real things. You can translate it as you wish. Thank you very much. Love you.
Shame Shalom